What's up, everybody? My name is Lamar Kendrick. Welcome to Street Preacher, Christian Self-Help Podcast. Check me out on LamarKendrick.com. Enjoy the ride. Hello, everyone. My name is Lamar Kendrick, and this is my podcast. First of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and I hope everybody is having a blessed day. To pick up where we left off the last podcast, we were talking about God's resume and what did that mean to have a resume and what does it does for you to have a resume and then what would be God's resume and what will God's resume look like and what would it do for God? Today, we're going to talk about God's references. In a resume, you have qualifications, which we talked about the last time we talked about God's qualification, and then you have references. Now, qualification is to show the potential employer your skills and what you can do. Your references shows your potential employer your dependability, your reliability. So, in the last podcast, we showed how qualified God was or how more than qualified he is to do the job that we need him to do for us. Now, in this one, we're going to find records in the scripture that's going to allow us to see other people talk about God and what he will do and what he has done for them. I really do enjoy doing this because the word is number one to me. I love what it does to my life. I love when I listen to it and I get the results that I'm supposed to get. And I love sharing it. Because what better is there to share than God's word? And God wants us to know who he is. I mean, he really does his best to break down his word and make it really simple to where we will know who he is and what he's about and what he wants to do for us and what he needs us to do for him. And all that information is in his word because, like I said last time, all that information is his resume. It tells you about God. So now that we talked about the uh, qualifications and how he created the world and how he said things and they came to be and he called things, which is to name things and put them properly where they're supposed to be and how he made things and how he set things in order and how he blessed us. And once he did all that, he looked at it and saw that it was good. Well, now let's really dig into his references. Let's see what other people have to say about God. Now, a reference, what is a reference? Why would somebody give you a reference? Now, I have three reasons why somebody would give you a reference because everybody can't get a reference. I mean, I had people who worked for me and I would not give them a reference because they did not do a good job. They was not reliable. They was not dependable. They did not add anything to the company. So I did not give them a reference. But I had a great deal of people who work for me who I gave references to and I love giving it because what they did for this company while they was here was vital to the company. It enhanced the company. So one of the reasons somebody would give you a reference is when they think highly of you. If a person think highly, if an employer think highly of you, and then you leave that company and you're looking for another job with another company because they think highly of you, they're going to give you a reference because they want to see you continue to grow 
and they want to be part of that growth and they believe and they know by giving you the reference allows them to be part of your growing process. Now, another reason why somebody would give a person a reference is because they believe in that person. They believe that that person really want to do a job and they really want to do that job really well. So they give a reference because they believe in that person. They think highly of that person and they believe in that person. And because of that, they will vouch for you. And when I say vouch for you, that means they are putting their name on the line when they give you a reference, but they wouldn't do that for anybody. They're going to do that for somebody who they think highly of and that they believe in. They're going to put their name on the line or even their company name on the line because they believe that that person who they give this reference for is a quality, qualified, professional person. So as we read the scripture, we're going to see how people gave God references. And because they gave God references, they thought highly of God. And because they gave God references, they believed in God. And because they gave God references, they was vouching for God. They was putting their name on the line because of their belief in God and the job that God did for them. So before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about myself because I always believe that it's important to show how God has worked in my life. The relationship that I have with God and the relationship that God have with me. And by me sharing this, I hope this allow you to look at your life and see the relationship that you have with God and the relationship that he has with you. I believe that's where the growth come into being. When we can see that, when we can see the relationship that we have with God and the relationship that God has with us, then that's where our growth start happening. And as we grow and we grow, then the world becomes bigger to us and the opportunities of the world become bigger to us. And the peace that we need to move out in this world become bigger to us. Everything is just bigger because of that relationship with God and that relationship that God has with us. So I want to tell you a little story about one of the ways or one of the reasons why I got into the word. It was what, 32 years ago, and I was in a dance class, and, you know, I was a guy, I was always active and moving, but I was shy, too, to a certain degree, and that shyness um, prevented me from really pushing myself forward in certain ways, even though I kept moving forward, but I could have went forward faster if I didn't have this shyness, so anyway, I was in dance class, and um. I was at one side of the room and they had this young lady at another side of the room and, you know, I saw her and I was immediately attracted to her. And I told myself, I'm going to talk to her. Now, I want you to hear me. I'm a shy person and, you know, I wasn't really comfortable with that, you know, going and talking to her because I thought she was so attractive and I didn't know if she was going to, respond in a positive way or a negative way. She was going to um, be attracted to me or not. So because of that, I was kind of nervous and afraid to do it. But something just kept telling me, go and talk to her. So I decided to go and talk to her. So I walked across the room and I started a conversation and I asked her her name and she told me her name. And, you know, I just kept the conversation going and we was talking, we was talking and, um, I asked her, like, hey, can I get your number before I can call you sometime and we can hook up and get together and do some things? And 
she told me, no, I'm not going to give you my number, but you can walk me home. And I was like, whoa. I mean, hey, you know, I wanted the number, but hey, she'll let me walk her home. That's cool, too, because if I walk her home, then I can get the number. That's what my mind was thinking. You know, I had my plans. But um, in this, God had his plan. And I'm going to get to that in a little while, how God had his plan. So after class, we started walking and we was walking and we was talking. And at first, the conversation was just general. We were just talking about life. And that was cool. And, you know, I was easing in to where I can get that number from her for I can hang out with her, if I can kick with her and do what we could do. You know, that's what I was thinking at that time, because this is my mind frame at that time. And um, we was walking. And then somehow, I don't know how, I can't tell you to this day, I can't tell you, God started coming up in the conversation. And, you know, it was cool at first because, you know, you can have a basic conversation about God. That's not really that big of a deal. But she was going a little bit deeper into that conversation of God. She told me that she was with this ministry and that they was assigned to come out here for a year, her and some other people, and they was here to run um, Bible classes as well as to teach a Bible class. And, um, you know, that kind of threw me a little bit, you know, I mean, telling me that you was, you came from a different place to run Bible classes, to live here for a year, to witness and to run home studies. I was kind of like, oh, that's different. I never, at that time, I never heard anything like that before. So it was kind of like, it threw me a little bit. Um, but anyway, we started talking more about the word and she was telling me how, you know, God loved me. And how God wants the best for me and how God um, have always been there for me. And, you know, I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, God loved me. And yeah, God been there for me and God wants the best. I, I understand that. I, I can re- relate to that. Um, but then she started telling me how a lot of times we're not living our lives according to God. We're not being the best that we can be. We're not challenging ourselves enough and we're not calling on God or even understanding who God is. And that kind of threw me a little bit because it's kind of like, wait, 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 now we're getting a little bit too deep. I'm just walking you home, trying to get your number for that. We can continue to get together. And, um, you starting to give me a sermon. That's what I was thinking at that time. I'm, you're witnessing to me. I don't need anybody to witness to me. I'm a grown man. So I'm good with that area. After all, I knew the word. I thought I knew the word because, you know, I went to church, um, Sometimes, and I heard what the minister said, and you know, at times I read my Bible and you know, stuff like that, so I was cool in that area. But she kept telling me stuff that I didn't understand, nor did I know. Now, of course, I didn't tell her that because I didn't want to look a certain way in her eyes. I just kind of like, well, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But she was just kept telling me how you know, how we need to become more bolder in our lives and how we need to live the glory of God and how God came that we not just have life, but that we have life more abundantly. And she was saying all these power statements about God. And I never, ever heard anybody say power statements about God in such a way. And it it threw me, but at the same time, it kind of intrigued me. So I was kind of like, yeah. But then we got into a debate about it. And... I felt that she was talking condescending to me in a sense of telling me what I need to do for God and what God expected me to do for him. And am I doing that or not? And I got defensive and I kind of like let her know that, hey, you can't talk to me about God like that because I know God and I'm not feeling this right now. And I started getting upset and I never forget what she told me. She told me, which got me even more upset. She told me, you're not mad at me. You're mad at God. 
And I'm thinking, what? God is not even here. So I'm walking down the street with you. I'm talking to you. So I'm not mad at God. I'm mad at you. She's like, no, you're mad at God because all I'm doing is telling you God's word. And you have a problem with what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you my words. I'm telling you God's word. And that kind of threw me. So by that time, we was walking and I was getting kind of done. I was like, you know what? In my mind, I wasn't saying this to her, but in my mind, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm out. You know, I don't need this. You know, I'm just going to cut and go and go home and chill and, you know, whatever. It's not worth it. But I kept walking her and I didn't want to start the process of walking her home and then cut because I wasn't that type of person anyway. I wasn't going to start the process and then stop it. So I was going to walk her to where she was going. And then I was done with it. That was my whole thought process. I'm going to walk her to where she her house and then I'm done. So we was walking and, you know, conversation went from a lively conversation to a more quiet one because I just wasn't talking that much anymore, even though she was still talking about God. So we um, was walking and then I noticed that we was getting closer to where my brother lived. And I asked her, where was she going? And she said, well, I'm going to such and such address over here. And it was right around the corner from my brother. And I thought that was kind of interesting. But at that time, I didn't care. I just wanted to get rid of this um, lady and just go about my business and go and kick about my brother's house since I was in this neighborhood. And um, she you know, kept talking. So we got to the point that she told me, she's like, hey, we having a fellowship tonight. And I want you to come over. And I'm thinking, please, you got to be tripping because... There's no way I'm going to come over to your house after me and you had this conversation, after I didn't get your number, after you made me feel like I didn't know the word, and you want me to come to your house? I mean, to a house, not even to a church, but to a house, and, and come to a fellowship? I like, oh, you know, I, I didn't say anything bad, but I was like, I'm good, I'm cool, thank you, and maybe another time. But in my mind, I was thinking there would be no other time because I'm never going to see you again, so I'm good with this. So, you know, we got to the point where she had to go her way and I had to go my way. And, you know, I, you know, walked her to her corner and then she went into her apartment and then um, I turned around and went to my brother's house and I went to my brother's house. And at that time, you know, I wasn't living the most, um, what's the word, uh, perfect of lives. And I'm not saying I'm living the most perfect of lives now, but there are things I do now and I think I don't do no more thing that, you know, I just gave up a long time ago. And one of the things that I gave up was I'm um, smoking weed. Um, back in those days, I used to smoke when I was in my early 20s and teens and stuff like that. And so I went by my brother's house and you know, I started smoking and I started smoking and I started smoking and I started smoking. And I believe that part of the reason why I was smoking at that time was because I just want to forget anything about that girl. You know, that was just the worst walk home I ever have had. And I just want to forget that conversation. So I believe that smoking will allow me to forget about that whole experience that I just had. But the strange thing about it that was that the more I smoked, the more something kept telling me to go to that fellowship. And I told my brother about it, you know, the conversation, how I was going to go. And he like, hey, I understand. And I kept smoking and I kept getting higher. And still, something kept saying, you need to go to that fellowship. So after this back and forth with my own self of saying go and resisting not wanting to go, I decided to go. So I told my brother, hey, man, I'm about to cut. I'm about to go to this fellowship. And he was like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go and see what's it about. And 
you know, I left out of his house and I started walking around the corner and honestly, I don't even, at that time, I didn't even know why I was doing this. I mean, obviously I didn't want to go and now I'm high and I definitely don't want to go if I'm high, you know, how you going to go to a fellowship and you high? But nevertheless, I kept walking and I kept walking and I kept walking and I walked and I got to her stairs and I started walking up the stairs and I was still going, man, Lamar, maybe you should just turn around and go back. But something kept saying, no, you need to go. And earlier when me and her was walking together, she told me that if I came to fellowship, God will be talking about what's on my heart. God will be talking about what I need in my life right now. And God will talk about how he can give it to me. Now, I never told her that I had a need. But at that time, I did have a need. I had a need for employment and I could not find a job. I looked for months and put in application after application after application and I could not get a job. So I was frustrated and I was tired and I was fed up and I just didn't see no other way. And so part of me was kind of like, well, hey, you know, maybe this God thing can work for me. Maybe I could get a job. And you know, it was like I tried everything else. And like I was telling you in the first podcast, a lot of time what we do as people, we try everything else and then we try God. And I must admit, I was guilty of that, too. I tried everything else and I was like, I tried God. Now, I know now that God should be the first thing I try. And once I try God, I don't need to try anything else. But at that time, you know, I was like, hey, I might well try this out. So I was walking up the stairs, but I was still high. I was really high. I mean, I felt it. I felt my head, I felt I, I, my eyes, I know my eyes was red and I don't know if I smelled like it, but I know I was. And I got to the door and I was just about to turn around because I knew that I was high and I knew that I didn't really want to show anybody myself in this way. But nevertheless, somehow my hands knocked on that door and I was at the door thinking, oh my God, what am I about to do? And um, the door opened. And I kid you not, the moment that door opened, my complete high went away. I was clear-minded. I was totally and completely clear-minded. What I was doing to resist going by getting high, once I decided to go and once I went, that high went immediately away. And they had people in there and they were sitting down on the couch and in chairs and Diane was sitting in a chair in front and she was teaching the word so they like hey how you doing and come on in and I came in reluctantly but I came in and I sat down on the couch and you know they were singing songs and they was praying and then she taught the word for probably like 15 minutes and in that teaching of the word everything that was on my heart she talked about even though she didn't know what was on my heart she talked about how God hear our prayers and how God want to meet our needs and how God will meet our needs anytime we need him to meet our needs. All we have to do is ask him in the right way. And I was just so intrigued by this fellowship. And after fellowship, I actually stayed a little while and just talked to everybody. And I'm that's not my character. If you know me, you know that's not my character. I, I'm there and I'm gone. That's who I am. You know, and uh, I stayed and I talked and I came back many, many more times, you know, because what they was telling me about God, I never knew and I never heard. And it showed me God under a powerful light and it showed me what God thought of me under a powerful light. 
So I kept coming back and I still had a need for the job. And I'll never forget. I finally told her what my need was. I mean, it was later down the line and, you know, maybe a couple of weeks later. And um, I told her, I was like, you know what? I really need a job. And she's like, well, you can get a job anytime you want to. And I was like, what? I mean, it's like, come on now. What you talking about? I've been putting in applications every day and I haven't got a job. So how are you going to tell me that I can get a job anytime I want to? She's like, yeah, God will give you a job anytime you want to. You just have to ask him. So I was kind of getting a little bit upset again because it's kind of like, okay, now you're talking crazy because I know what I've been doing to get a job and I haven't got a job. And now you're going to tell me if I just go to God and ask him for a job, he's going to give me one. So she's like, yeah. So I decided, you know what? Let me roll with this. Okay. God, I really need a job. I really need to be able to pay my bills. I really need to be able to have some money in my pocket. And I really need to be able to just feel secure. And she came to me and she's like, hey, my friend works at a burrito shop. And I want to take you down there because I can talk to her and see if she can talk to the manager and get you a job. So I'm like, okay, let's roll with this. So I went down there. I met her friend who was into the ministry as well and who was out here as well from somewhere else to do the work. And she talked to the manager and the manager gave me a job. And I had a job within the moment I told her within a week later, I had a job after looking for months. So then I started thinking, hey, this God thing is more powerful than what I realized it was. But I want to share that with you because this is one of my experiences with my relationship with God and God relationship with me and how I had other plans when I met this lady, but God had other plans when he had this lady meet me. And because of that, I'm here today talking about God's word. That was a big part of my life. So now that I shared a little bit about myself, I want to go back to the teaching, which is God's resume. And what does it mean? And why is it so important? And like I said in my last um, teaching or my last sharing, a resume is important because it's it's an insight into the person who you are possibly going to hire. And it allows you to see some of the things that they have done and what people think of them. And the results of what they did at a job or a company that there was at. And God's saying, hey, you know what? I want you guys to see who I am, what others say about me, and what the results of me coming and working for you. Because I do want to work for you. I do want you to hire me and allow me to come into your life and make a difference in whatever area of your life that you need a difference in. It might be in your marriage. It might be in your friendship. It might be in your family structure. It might be in your developing of your kids. It might be in your health. It might be in your peace of mind. It might be in your job or your career. It might be in your education, whatever it may be. God's saying, if you hire me, if you allow me to come in your life, then I will make all those things better because that's what I do. I am a good worker and I work hard for the people that I work hard for. So this, the references that we're going to be talking about today is going to show, like I said, what people think of God. And what they think of his capability and the possibility that he has to make our lives better. So first chapter I want to go to is Isaiah chapter 58, verse nine. I'm going to give everybody a few seconds to get there before we start. Okay, so let's go there. Let me read this. Then shall thou call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, 
and he shall say, here am I. So this is God reference. So somebody's telling us that God is like this. If you call him, he's going to answer. It's not going to be like, oh, the line is busy. It's not going to be, oh, the line has been cut off. It's not going to be, oh, go to the message. No, God's going to answer. So whenever you call him, he's going to answer. So that means that God is dependable and God is reliable. I mean, so once again, we got these qualifications that says he this, he that, and now we got somebody else saying that he's reliable. Also, it says, thou shalt cry and he shall say, here am I. So if you are in trouble and you looking around for somebody to help you, he's there. He's not, I get back to you. He's not. Um, it's not important enough for me. He's like, I am there. I'm here. You cry. I'm there. Now, that's another person who you can depend on and rely on because that means if your company or your marriage or your relationship with whoever else is struggling and you go, God, I need help. He's going to be like, I'm here. Let's do this. Let me tell you what you need to do in this situation. Let me show you how to do it. And then I just need you to do it. I mean, so Isaiah 58 verse 9 is a huge reference for who God is. You know, so we got to understand that that's the type of employees we are looking for. Somebody who we can call and they answer the phone. We can be in trouble and that person will be there to help us. That's the type of employee we're looking for. Any employer is looking for that type of employee. So now I want everybody to go to Proverbs chapter two, verse six and seven. And I'm gonna give everybody a few seconds to get there. But it's important to understand that a reference is something that will allow you to see what other people think of the person that you're thinking about hiring. And that's important to understand that. Because people just don't give references. They don't. That's just not something that happens unless they truly believe in the person that they're giving the reference for. And in this case, they truly believe in the God that they are giving the reference for. So in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, it says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. So, now we understand that God don't only just answer the phone when we call. He don't just be there when we're crying and in trouble, but he's smart. So if as an employer, I'm looking for somebody who have some intelligence, who's smart. If I have a smart person, they can figure things out. If I have a smart person, they can help me to make my business better if I have a smart person. But if I don't have a smart person, they can't do that. So it's saying that God is smart. And not only that, but when he gives his advice, he gives sound wisdom. Now, sound wisdom is complete wisdom. It's, it's nothing wrong with it. You can't find no holes in sound wisdom. You can't find no cracks in sound wisdom. It's sound. It's the best knowledge. It's the best wisdom you can get in whatever situation you're in. It might be a situation where you need to talk to your boss. Well, guess what? If somebody comes to you and goes, well, you know what? You want to go in there and you want to just, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. But then you have a friend that goes, no, because that's going to get you in trouble. And that's going to get you fired. And you're not going to be able to take care of your family. And you're going to lose your job. And you're not going to be able to get a good reference. So what you do, you go in there and you just tell them, you know, what happened. And you tell them that you didn't mean for that to happen. 
and that it would never happen again. He's like, that way you'll be able to save your job. That way you'll be able to take care of your family. And that way you will stay at peace. That's sound wisdom. And that is what God's word is saying that he gives. That is what somebody is saying that God gives. He's he not only smart, but he knows how to use his smarts. So let's turn to Psalm chapter 146, verse 8. And the thing about a reference is that you don't need many references. You only need, at the most, three references. I mean, you don't need five or six or seven because if you can get three good references from people who know the person who you think about hiring and those references are really solid, then you have a insight into that person. So we're at Psalms 146, verse 8, and it says, The Lord opened up the eyes of the blind. The Lord raised them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. So God, from this person reference, opened up the eyes of the blind. Now, what does that mean? Um, it He gives them sight. Now, we might be looking at physical sight, but what about insight? What about insight to handle certain situations? So what if I had somebody who worked for me who gave me good insight? They like, have you considered this? Have you considered that? So now I'm seeing things that I wouldn't have saw before without them being there. So now they are an asset to me and my company because they allow me to look at things from a different perspective than what I was looking at before. So God allows you to look at things from a different perspective. He teaches you how to look at things from a different perspective. So it's like if a person is physically blind, they can only move in one way. But once they get their sight back, then everything changes for them. They can move in more than one way. They can see more things and then they can become more because now they have that sight. Well, it's the same thing with God. He give us an insight to where our moves become more broader and more bolder and we can achieve more because now we can see more. So if I have an employer, I'm still an employee who can do that for me, then all that can do is make me better. All that can do is make my company better. All that can do is make my life better, my marriage better, my friendship better, my job better, my education better, my relationship with my kids better, my family structure better, my health better because of that insight. But not only that, but they said, then he, he, he lift up those, he raised those that are bowed down. So he lift those up who don't feel like they're important. The, the ones who don't feel like they ever going to get a break. The ones that don't feel like life is, they're worthy enough for a successful life. He, he raised them up and he lift them up and he, he tell them to hold their chin up and he tell them to, you know, throw their shoulders back and to pop that chest out and, and walk with some pride and to walk with, you know, some courage because you are somebody, you know, and if I have a employee that sometimes when I'm going through struggles in the business and I feel like I can't go any further. And that employee goes, yes, you can. Look what you have already done. Look what you have already achieved. You can go further. You can do this. You made it this far. You will make it further. If I had that type of employee, do you know how much I can get done? Because I know that I can call on that person when I'm feeling down and that person going to lift me up and going to raise me up. Well, God is doing that. He, he lifts us up. He raises us up. He makes us feel better. He, he give us the courage to go forward in our lives and become what he knows we can become and what we really want to become. 
This is the God that is asking for a job with us. This is the God that have showed us his qualification. This is a God who have had us look into his references and see that his references match up to his qualifications and that his qualifications match up to his references. So I want to end there because this person I'm already going to hire. I already know that because their qualifications match up to their references and their references match up to their qualifications. So this person got a job with me. So now the next part of this lesson, and this is the last part of the lesson is the results. So we already saw, saw God's qualifications and we already saw God references. Now we got to see God results. So the next podcast that we're going to do is going to be on God results because qualification references results. And that's just the order that it goes. And I want to thank everybody for allowing me to share this word with them. And I want to say a word of prayer before we end this. Thank you, Father, for this day and for helping us to see you under a clearer light, helping us to understand you with clear ears. Thank you for clearing our thoughts to where we can bring you in in a clear, positive, refreshing way and see how much you have done and how much you continue to do and how many qualifications you have and how many people think highly of you, Father. And as we go into the next chapter of this, we will see all the results that you have given by what you have already done. Thank you, Father, for your blessings and your mercy and all you do for us in a day's time and a lifetime. In the name of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, amen.